Jiu-jitsu is hard, pure and simple. Day in and day out, people from diverse backgrounds walk into jiu-jitsu gyms looking to start classes. Unsurprisingly, jiu-jitsu has close to a 90% attrition rate for new students. So who are the 10% that make it through the first couple months and continue to train? What drives them to continue through brutal workouts that involve contorting into a human sweat pretzel? In this season of Jiu-Jitsu is Hard, we're talking to people who did just that. My name is Katie Erickson, and I will be your host for this podcast. I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and co-owner of Northwest Martial Arts in Coos Bay, Oregon. Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu is Hard. Hi everyone, this is Katie here with another episode of Jiu-Jitsu is Hard. I'm really excited today because I have a guest, Erica Gilliatt is here with me today and she is my gym manager extraordinaire and does a million other things. She's a mom, she's the Jiu-Jitsu um, person, she is a wife, she owns her own business, she has done it all. Uh, welcome Erica. Hi, thanks for having me here. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Um, so let's get this started. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think I what I love to figure out about people first is talking about them as a child. So okay. if you were going to describe yourself as a little one, what were you like growing up? Oh my gosh, quiet, extremely quiet, very shy. I growing up, I was kind of like a loner, like all the time but then I was kind of like a popular loner if that makes any sense it does make yeah. sense. yeah so that was me I didn't have a group I didn't have a crowd it was just oh I feel like sitting with you today at lunch <laughs> oh this spot's open hi I'll make friends so that was kind of me um, like a social butterfly but quiet that makes sense <laughs> That actually makes a lot of sense because I feel like you're very personable, like you kind of like find people and yeah. like you talk to everybody. Yeah. You're kind of one of those, which is cool. I yeah. really like that. So tell me about like your family structure, like your siblings, mm -hmm. mom, dad. Tell me about that. Um, so I have a very funny family structure. Um, I have my biological dad and my mom, of course. Um, and then I have my biological sister, and we grew up together. And then, of course, my mom, family drama, my mom and my dad divorce. Um, and then I think I was six, eight at the time, and then my stepdad came in, and then Got he it. became that father figure for me. Mm -hmm. um, so then I had two little brothers come in, and... That's my family structure. Got it. So yeah. you have a sister and then two brothers. Yes. Wow. Okay. So there's four of you. Yes. That's pretty cool. So when your parents got divorced, did that affect you a lot? For sure. How do you think it affected you? Um, I felt, I felt betrayed. Um, it was because me and my dad were really, really close growing up. Um, I think because my name is Erica and his name is Eric so I was like his junior oh so we were really close and I was like the first first child because my mom was really young at the time so I was the first grandchild I was the first niece I was the first everything so we were really really close and growing up it was great um, but then my mom and dad don't really know what happened there they kind of just split apart and then here, here's a funny story so um, when my parents split apart, I was maybe eight, I think. So what's eight? Third grade? Maybe? Something like Something that. Like about that. second, third grade, depending. Yeah. So at that time, my dad kidnapped me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He kidnapped me because I guess he was just like, I'm done with this marriage, but I'm taking Erica. So he kidnapped me and brought me to the Philippines. And I lived in the Philippines for maybe a year over. So I went to school. And you were from Guam, Guam. Yeah, I was from Guam. Yeah. So imagine a little eight-year-old in the Philippines, and I went to a Filipino school. So it was just like crazy. So, but it was fun. I feel like that's what really shaped me into who I am, being moldable. Like, uh, like, like I'm easily molded. If that makes it, or not molded. You're adaptable. I'm adaptable. There you mm -hmm. go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So you and you are Filipino. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So you. Where you were born in Guam, 
Correct? Actually, no, I was born in the Philippines. You're born in the Philippines and then you went to Guam. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. And then so your dad kidnapped you. Yeah. When you were eight. So then how how did you end up not kidnapped? <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, my mom went to the Philippines and kidnapped me back. Honestly, if I were to do a book of my my life, it's like a soap opera. Uh-huh. Like I mean, going back to even before I was born, my mom was this um, really successful model in the Philippines. Um, and my dad was this really famous actor in the Philippines. So they're both really young. My mom was, I think, 18 at the time. And my dad was in his 20s. So if you Google them, they're like, like I went to Ira's with my dad a couple years ago and she recognized him right away. Like, oh my gosh, you're Eric. You're like this famous superstar. So wow. yeah, I know. And then my, my mom had me really young. So she obviously quit, retired her modeling career and then moved to Guam. Got it. That's. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. <laughs> right? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. No. That's so crazy. Okay. Yeah. So then after you were about that age, so then you were back with your mom and then your stepdad came in. Mm -hmm. And so what was it like having a stepdad? I loved him. Like the, the, who I am today, uh, is a, he's a big part of that. Um, so my stepdad is white, um, and I mean, I, I know that doesn't matter, but it really does because that's why I'm, I'm very, um, I have a very contradicting mindset, you know, like Filipino traditions, American traditions, and it's just very different, but yeah. like I kind of mold it together in, in a way, so that's why my personality is just interesting, I think. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a difference. I mean, I would imagine culturally yeah. to be one way and then culturally to have another mm -hmm. person. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it was great. My dad, um, he really taught me a lot of things. Um, just being yourself, being very positive. My, my dad's very, he has this, he has this motto and that just really stuck with me for a but even till today, he's always like, stop worrying, stop, stop complaining, stop, stop that, stop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, this, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, little people focus on little things. Are you a little person? Ooh. I know. So oh I was my. like, no, I'm not. I'm a big person. So fuck the little things. I don't care. So I think that's really his like how he is as a person really shaped me mm -hmm. today are there other characteristics do you think that also sh that he gave you um he he was so yeah i think so because my dad he is he didn't graduate college um and he started off as a window cleaner so he just cleaned windows in california because he grew up in in uh, LA, I think, something San Diego. No, no, heaven, or I don't even know. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere around there. He grew up in California. He grew up in California. He was a window cleaner, and then he said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into cell phones." So he started working in Motorola at the time, um, and then became a salesperson, and then just really, really grew from there. Like he's very good at um, growth. So how did interesting? So how yeah. did he and your mom meet? So. He got offered a job in Guam. Okay. And he became like the top, the top um, managers for what was Guam Cell at the time. Uh huh. And so my mom, she was a manager at Hilton. So that's how they met. Oh, okay, got it. Was at got Hilton. It. And so he has kind of this like growth like mindset, mm -hmm. you would say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which I think you also have. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So that's why I think he really, really inspired me in that sense just to always like don't ever get stuck in a rut too long and just keep going keep mm -hmm. moving forward mm -hmm. and I'm like okay yes yes I will <laughs> I will do that thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that's that my mom on the other hand um my mom is great she when she's uh fine <laughs> when she's normal sure yeah she she's really good um she's very 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 um direct mm -hmm. very straight to the point my mom is very um 
boss lady. That, that's the best best term. You know, she wears high heels, suits, nice hair. She's beautiful. Walks around, you know, with a with a certain persona. So I think I I get that part with her too. Like, oh okay. So I was able to capture even my my real dad. My my dad in the Philippines. He's if you meet him one day. Oh my gosh, he can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. He's just like constantly laughing, constantly having a great time, you know, and just like life doesn't bother him. And I'm like, okay. So I, it's weird because I feel like I'm a very big blend of my dad, my mom, my stepdad, and my grandma mm-hmm. <laughs> who came to live with me. Yeah, tell me about your grandma <laughs> as well because I know you two have a close relationship and she mm-hmm. was here. It was really nice to meet her and she was yeah. hanging out at the gym, <laughs> saw the jujitsu and yeah. all that stuff, so that was cool. Yeah, my grandma's like, why are you doing that? What, 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 what's the point? You're going to get hurt. <laughs> so she's like, stop, stop. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? I'm like, well, uh, just shh, shh. <laughs> and she's from yeah. Guam. She's correct, or is she from the Philippines? She's a, a military wife. Oh, okay. So she was from the Philippines, and then my grandpa was from the Philippines too. Um, but then they um, were in the Navy. So she was all over the place. Got it. So, Interesting. Yeah. So there's lots of different influences then on mm-hmm. who you became as a person, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then tell me about your sister. About my sister. My sister is my um, younger sister. We are How much younger? Maybe four years. Okay. Yeah. So like a decent amount of time between you two to mm-hmm. where like you were very much aware that like, oh, there's a baby, like I have a baby sister. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> we didn't, like we grew up together, but we didn't grow up together because of the dynamics of, because I, I was gone for a year in the Philippines. Um, and then at the time when my parents were divorced, I was eight, she was only four. So she didn't really know, you know, the dynamics. So I think growing up, I was more, not mature, not that's not the word I'm looking for, but more of like a mother figure to okay. her. So she probably didn't like that because I should have been more of a sister instead of a mom because my mom was busy at work a lot because that's what, you know, for her work was priority and um, family came second. So I was always there with my sister being the mom. And then my grandma was also raising us too. Uh, but my grandma didn't really speak English, so... It was just kind of us three. She speak Tagalog? Yeah. <laughs> okay, got yeah. it. Do you also speak Tagalog? I do. Yeah. Yes. And I understand it fluently. And they're like, oh, wow, you don't sound like you speak or understand. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> do you ever have people, like, look at you and think, like, oh, she, like, speaks it and will, like, speak no. to you? Like, no. I mean, I know we're in the middle of, like, Coos well, County. Well, there is a big but, Filipino community here. But there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, I know that there are people, like, mm-hmm. here, but I feel like I'm so isolated either, like, in my house or at the gym. I don't go anywhere, yeah. so I never, like, see people out. Yeah. But that's cool that there's, like, a, a community of people. Yeah. Nice. Um, so then tell me about your brothers. My brothers? Uh, my brothers were great. Uh, growing up, it was always <clears throat> it's always me and them, because um, I was twelve years older than. Wow. Yeah, a big. I was a so big no guy. wonder you ended up kind of in like mother figure space. That makes so much sense. Yes, and so um, yeah, it's it's always been kind of me and them, and growing up, I was helping them with their homework. You know, making sure that. You know, they're, you know, just basically mothering them. Um, but then I think, because I had a kid really young. I was 17 mm-hmm. um, when I had Wyatt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I moved out and lived with Andrew when I was 18. So mm-hmm. I think, like, the dynamic kind of shift a lot. And when I was 18, I just left my family and just kind of did it on my own since then. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been very independent for a long time. And remind me how old you are now? 30. 30. 30. 30's awesome. I know. I love 30. I, I mean, would... I'm 35, but I love, like, I loved being 30. Where yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, ugh, 30. 
Um, but I feel like going from when I turned 30, I was just like, this is badass. Like, <laughs> this is so much better than like 20, which right. I thought 20 was great, you know, because you feel like you have so much freedom mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. But I feel like getting older is kind of fun. So, so it sounds like you decided to be independent way early in life Mm -hmm. and how do you think that that comes from just like wanting to be on your own just like really like that kind of um independence no i because i value family a lot okay um and i i it was just one of those things where i couldn't mother my brothers and my kid and kind of be there for my dad and also be a be there for Andrew like I couldn't I couldn't play four roles right it was just impossible so I was just like all right I'm done bye <laughs> this mm-hmm. is my boundaries and I'm closing I, I am drawing the line mm-hmm. and that was it so I think it was more just being there for my family and that's it yeah that takes a lot of courage to build those types of boundaries how did your family react to that oh I don't know <laughs> oh you're like I don't know. whatever I'm out yeah I'm like if you want to tell me your opinion then you can but I'm not gonna ask and I Interesting. think um for a very long time we kind of I just came over for the holidays you know maybe once a month I'll come on Guam is such a tiny island I was gonna say it was interesting yeah, that you yeah. just said that you just came for the holidays or I was like but Guam is kind of small right very small <laughs> it's like I think 30 miles long five miles wide yeah what the size <laughs> of Coos County mm-hmm. yeah something like that very tiny mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean if it, it was just I will make the effort if you do too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you're not then neither will I and I'm okay with that Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So then, so you had your own little family unit, mm-hmm. and what was it like becoming a mom? Oh my gosh. Um, I think becoming a mom at such a young age. Well, <laughs> let me backtrack. So <laughs> you're like, hold up. <laughs> I got pregnant, um, and I was going to an all-girl Catholic school. Oh, yeah. That's a story. <laughs> yeah. So I. It was, it was, like, I feel, I felt like I was always faced with adversity, like, growing up. I mean, I was, I was fucking kidnapped. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, that part. My, my family was divorced, you know, um, I had to be a mom, and then I was pregnant in an all-girls Catholic school, and then to the point where if you start showing, you're not allowed to wear the uniform anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. what, do you have to wear something you're else? regular clothes. Oh, yeah. so then everybody knows. Oh, yeah, everyone because knows. Because you're not just in, like, a uniform. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. But it was just, I felt like during that time, that particular time, and then also I come, you know, in Guam, I come from a very Catholic family, too, so, uh-huh, <laughs> you know. Got it. <laughs> so they give you the business about about the whole thing? It's just kind of like, oh, you're, you tarnished tarnished you know that kind of like you you brought shame feeling wow um yeah and I remember I remember my mom taking me to an abortion clinic really yeah she took me there and I was just like no I will figure it out like this is not no and so I think that's why I kind of was just like Fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, you don't care for my kid. Obviously, you wanted him dead. So, no. And so, I feel like during that time, it really allowed me to just be like, you know what? I don't care what people think. Like, I, you could either care what people think and get freaking dug in a hole and stuck in that hole for a very, because that, that's very traumatic, especially at a very young age. That would be extremely traumatic, yes. You know? And so when, when Wyatt was born, I was just like, fuck the world, it's you and me, man. That was it. And so I felt like that's kind of how we are as a family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're really tight, we're really close, um, and, and that's what I really like hold on to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how, when you were going to school then and you were pregnant, did people did people say things to you? Were they like terrible or? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
And so you had to go through all of that. But I had to bite my tongue because I'm like, you know what? I mean, there's a part of it that was true. And I'm like, hey, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. your opinion. And you can have it. I'm not going to keep it. Wow. That takes a lot of courage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. And so then, so you've got Wyatt and Andrew and you're all together. And so when you were like raising Wyatt, how, how was that? Like, what was it like to learn to become like a mom for your own child versus like being the mom for your siblings? It was great. Um, I felt like, um, Wyatt had, Wyatt was fun because it was like literally just us and um, you know, we were like, I think how old was White when Andrew was born? He was maybe four. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, there, it was like really close. Uh-huh. Um, but it was really fun. Like I knew what not to do as a mother mm-hmm. and I kept that. Mm-hmm. And it was really good seeing, um, because seeing how like, how to, how raising a kid in a certain way will bring up he's he's very you know he's a good kid he is you know and he's you know and before we came here he was really into soccer and he was so good and like you know usually parents are like oh my kid is the best but it's like no he was really good mm-hmm. and then I also see that in like Andrew like Andrew's really good at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like he, mm-hmm. he has a skill, and I think it's Andrew Junior. That yeah, is, by Andrew the way, Jr. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and then Camilla too. Like Camilla, you know, she's not as tough as her brothers, but she'll she'll tries her best. So I'm like, okay, these kids are really good. They, and I think it's not putting expectations on them, you know, allowing them to find themselves mm-hmm. and know what they like and know what they want. So it's really it's really fun. That must be really interesting to be able to watch like your siblings where you were like kind of the mom and then watch all the things you did like and things that you didn't mm-hmm. like, then be able to actually impress those things upon your own kids, mm-hmm. which like I can see you've done such an amazing job with them because I've been able to kind of watch them grow up mm-hmm. in a way too. Yeah. Um, like why it's turning into a teenager, which is wild mm-hmm. where he's like, he is not a baby. No. <laughs> and then, you know, Andrew Jr. also it's the same where it's like when I met him, he was like obviously older than Camilla. Like mm-hmm. they that there was that gap. I can't remember exactly how old they were, but it was like Camilla was still a a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember her coming to jujitsu and we would do jujitsu together. And I couldn't understand everything she was saying yet. Like, I could understand everything Andrew Jr. was saying. But she just, like, sometimes I didn't know exactly what was going on. But she was just the cutest little thing. We were trying jujitsu together. Um, And that's the thing I always noticed about her, definitely, is that she tries really, really hard. And she's tough. I was watching a little video of her the other day, and I was like, dang, girl, you got it going on. And, like, obviously... Andrew Jr. is like a killer on the mats. Yeah. Like that's wild. Um, so how when did you decide to put them into jujitsu? Like how did you decide that like, mm-hmm. oh, I want my kids to do jujitsu? I didn't. Andrew, dad. Oh, Andrew. Dad Andrew did. Big Andrew. Yeah. So um we moved here from Guam. Right, there was that we, part. Yeah, we came here in twenty twenty, so during the pandemic. Wow, during the pandemic. So okay. The day we arrived, I remember it very clearly. The day we arrived, the the next day, maybe like a few hours later, that's when all the um, airports closed, <gasps> shut down. So you just barely got yeah. through. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't know what is going on, but I feel like we're doing everything right because we keep missing those those things. Because Because if we left any later... Andrew would have had to come out here for work, and then I would have had to stay on Guam for almost a year. All by yourself, All by, yeah. without the kids. Yeah, so I was like, Hard oh my pass. gosh. That was crazy. Um, anyway, so we were here in 2020, and then we stayed at Best Western for like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was insane. Um, and then I think 2021 is when we went to the gym, because mm-hmm. Andrew's like, okay, we need to do something, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we did all the hikes, 
We did. There's we only did, so many. <laughs> we did all of them. We did all the fishing. We did we did everything you could do that's on Google for when you search on what to do in Kuze. Yeah. So we're like, okay, what's next? We need to do something else. So he was actually in um, school at the time when he signed us up for jujitsu. So that's why when I started, I started a couple, maybe three weeks before he came in. Uh-huh. Um, and, well, anyways, he wanted to start, but then... I, I don't know if you guys were doing a deal or something. I, I don't remember. I can't remember either. It was yeah. so long ago. Yeah. I feel like you've like always been in my life now. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, you appeared one day. I know that that happened, but you've like always been there. So it's kind of interesting yeah, to right? look back on it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember because he, he did it. He's like, okay, we're doing it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> I think it might have been maybe a New Year's. We probably I was so. one of our very first like New Year's deals where we were trying to get like more adults in because yeah. I remember like you both came in mm-hmm. um, for sure. And were your kids doing it before you were doing it? No, it was because you were doing were, it first. The kids program was full. Oh, at the time. that's right. Got it. And then I think a few spots opened and then they started doing Got it. Four months later, it wasn't, it wasn't like too much. Yeah, like too much longer. I couldn't remember who started first. I can't remember if it was the kids and then you or like how that went. Yeah. So yeah, and I don't even do you even remember how you like heard of the jujitsu even being in Coos Bay? I did it. Andrew or did. Andrew did. Yeah, That's he, right. He he's like, oh yeah, I call I called and they told us to start, but I can't start because I'm not there, so you can go first. And he's like, I already paid and signed, just go. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh okay. my gosh, yeah. And then I was like, walking into the gym, like, oh, okay, I'm doing something new. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started your class. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I remember, because it was my class. Yeah, it was your, your I was class. teaching the fundamentals at that time. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the jujitsu then. So yeah. we've, You've grown up. You've been kidnapped. Um, you, <laughs> right. you, you have your parents had split, but your, you know, your stepdad had a really big impact on you. And then you had Wyatt really young and became your own family unit. And then you all move from Guam and you come to Coos Bay, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere to me, really. Um, and I'm sure to you all, it was kind of like, oh, like I guess we're going to random Coos Bay. Um, that's because he's Coast Guard. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why you all came here. And you walk into this jujitsu gym and you've never done jujitsu before. Mm-hmm. Have you ever even heard of jujitsu at this point? No. So you hadn't heard of no. jujitsu and Andrew just signed you up and was like, okay, I guess we're doing jujitsu now. And so you decided to walk in the gym. Yeah. So when you realized that you were going to be doing jujitsu, what did you, like, do you remember what you thought about it at all? Or were you just, like, ready to go? I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had no idea. I didn't even research it before I even started. I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And had you done sports before? Um, In high school, I did paddling. Paddling? Like, uh, like canoeing? Canoeing, yeah. okay. Um, and then... Um, and Guam, I was in the mom soccer league. Oh, that's right. I remember. I, I thought yeah. you had done something because I remember yeah. seeing pictures of you in what looked like soccer regalia. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, I wasn't great at it, but you know what? I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do it. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So because I Wyatt was in the team called the Wings, uh-huh. so I was in the Wings moms league. <gasps> oh, so fancy. It was just, it was something to do, but it was fun. Um, and then jujitsu. Jujitsu. And then so you came in and I remember you finished the first three months and you like got your stripe and everything. So when you first had to come to jujitsu, what made you like what was your first impression of jujitsu when you started? Um honestly I was just like, Oh, this is fun. <laughs> well you thought so you actually were like, Yes, this is fun. Yeah. Because not everybody thinks that. No. A I, lot of people come in and they think it is very not fun. Um, which I, um, which we see a lot, obviously, like yeah. we'll talk about like being a gym manager and stuff later, but, um, I want to just focus on, on your experience mm-hmm. right now. So when you came in, what was your impression of like the other people that around you that were like upper belts and like, what did you think of us? Like, what was mm-hmm. that like? Um, well, cause we were pretty separated, so I didn't really think anything of them uh-huh. until like we merged. 
but like other than that I was just like okay <laughs> I don't know like it, what goes on in my head I'm just like all right let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it I think it's cool because you don't have a lot stopping you from like going to do the thing that you want to do though Never. that's like what I'm yeah. hearing is you kind of just have this like ability to just be like nope that's what I'm doing I'm just gonna go do that thing yeah <laughs> which is pretty amazing yeah so when you um, moved into general population and you were out of fundamentals, were you scared or were you nervous or was it also just a let's go? It was a let's go. I think the only thing was on my first day, I hurt myself. Of course. Um, I think it was... Was it your knee? It was my knee. It was my knee. It yeah. like popped. I'm like, oh, fuck. But other than that, it was. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's always my attitude for it. A lot of things, mm-hmm. um, but it was so much fun. I think that first day I rolled with like everybody, mm-hmm. and then of course I hurt myself because it happens. Know, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I took a break. I think maybe f- five months. It was a pretty yeah. sizable break, yeah. and those are the times where I'm always worried that people are not going to come back. But you were not that person. You decided to come back even though you had been injured and had taken a long time off. Like, what made you come back? Well, the kids were still in it. So the kids had started yeah. by then. Yeah, they were They were going every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw that you um, posted the job. Right. Now that's so, where that part yeah. comes in. So that's what happened because like, I just finished my school. Because at the time, I, I took a break because we were in the transition of moving, buying a house, and then I was still going to school, but then I just finished, like, maybe two months before I mm-hmm. saw the job, and I'm like, oh, I have this extra four hours in my day. Let's go ahead and add fill it mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go train again. And what were you finishing for school, by the way? Uh, uh, getting my master's. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, this little thing, like, in yeah. the background of getting your master's uh, in... Oh, in business. In business. Yes. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Was... So you were doing all of that at the same time. Yes. That's, like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... What made you decide to do get your master's in business? Well, um, before we left Guam, I was actually one year in to getting my master's in counseling. Got it. Um, but then Andrew was like, oh, I want to join the Coast Guard. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I don't want to do that now. Because the thing, like, I could have been a counselor and traveled, but then you would have to be recertified at every state, take, take credits and all. It's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's I a just, lot. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to do that. So I took that break. <clears throat> I stopped getting, I, so I quit that and came out here and then I got an online job um, as a corporate trainer Mm -hmm. and that was so much fun like just training people and but I was training claims and insurance right so it wasn't very fun but I think the interaction and like teaching people and growing people like seeing them from when they first start to where they ended was amazing and that all the people who were you know, in my class did phenomenal and they ended up becoming supervisors, mm-hmm. you know, and team leads. I'm like, yeah, I, I have this passion for teaching. I have this passion for, you know, growth, like my dad. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, um, I have my bachelor's in finance. What, what would be great? You know, what can, what's relatable? So I was like, okay, get my master's in business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that that's pretty amazing and then so because I remember when you when you applied for the job because we had put a job posting out there that we needed a gym manager and mm-hmm. I was looking at your resume and I was like this girl has done it all you had been like a school principal yeah. and then you had your you had your degrees and then you like had all these kids you like I and it was like how does she do all of this like you must be a superwoman and I actually remember when I scheduled all the interviews, I scheduled yours last because I was like, I think I'm going to hire her without even really like doing these other interviews. But I feel like as a <laughs> boss, and this is just part of yeah. like business is like, no, I need to get a bunch mm-hmm. of people come in and have a bunch of candidates and like, I'm going to interview everyone. 
but I'm afraid if I interview Erica first, I will not enjoy the other interviews as much. So I'm going to interview those people first and then I'll interview Erica. And I remember just was like knowing already pretty much that I was gonna hire you. And then you came in and like we had like a really good synergy and I just felt like you were gonna really help the gym so much and that's why I wanted to hire you. And I was like, yes, she wants to work for us, yay. Um, and so you came in to manage the gym on top of um, doing jujitsu, which was really amazing because sometimes I, I think that having someone that manages your gym that also does jujitsu can be conflicting. Mm -hmm. But I think in our case, it actually works really, really well mm -hmm. because you're a very organized individual. Um, so when you came in to manage the gym, what was it like coming in to be like managing this beast that I had created, but not like been able to wrap my brain around? What was that like? It was fun. It was so much fun. Um, and that's honestly like doing this was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Like just coming in here and like seeing, and it's, I, I, I didn't look at it like, oh my gosh, this is the beast. And I was just what like, a mess. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what can we do to make this better? Mm -hmm. Gross. And um, we're just like, all right, well, and and I think with, with, with how we work, we're very, oh, that didn't work. Okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay, well, that was a flop. Hmm. Okay, what's next? Like, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, well, what's next? Yeah, we didn't really, I don't feel like any of the things that we ever worked on were like, oh, it didn't work very well. I'm so sad. It was kind of like, eh, well, we'll just try something else now. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it was. And I feel like from when we started into now, it's like amazing. Yeah, I mean, we've been able to build a lot. And I, I credit you so much for really helping to put what are like my ideas and things into actual practice because one of my problems and and I am an organized person but because my job mm -hmm. requires so much of me my outside job of the gym just like I know that I can't give it the attention that it needs it's its full-time thing so like you can take all my ideas and my creative thoughts that I just like randomly have and then you put them into actual like steps and put them into projects of like okay if you want to do this here are all the things that we want to think about when we're doing that here's how we can get there now you need to do this and this and this and this and i will do this and this and this and this and i love that about mm -hmm. your organizational style is you ask the right questions and you put things together in a way that make my brain really happy <laughs> I love that. Like, I just love it so much. And um, I feel like it's one of your greatest strengths. What do you feel like is one of your greatest strengths besides your amazing organizational skills? Um, I think for me, one of my greatest strengths is I, I don't take things to heart. Um, and I'm just like, well, no, I'll take that back. Sometimes I do. Sometimes. Like that's normal. Yeah. But like I yeah. it doesn't keep me in a hole for too long. And no. I'm just like oh, okay, let's go. I think that like take the ability to take myself out of the hole every time I'm in there, I think that's my greatest strength. I love that because I feel like you do that really well because I see you have to go through so many different things. Like I see like things at the gym that like don't work out or this happens like over here with your family or like mm. this project or will be a certain way but you're always so like positive about those things and just like find other ways to make them work mm. I think that that's like a pretty amazing skill to have I try <laughs> I just try my best <laughs> so uh, what do you think is a deciding factor for you that really made you continue doing jujitsu through to getting your blue belt? Do you think that, like, did you ever think, like, oh, I, I definitely want to get my blue belt, like, I want to, like, get all these belts? Or because you love having fun, I would say, did you just keep going and it's, it's kind of just happened? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's more of the latter. Like, I just like, all right, let's go, let's go jujitsu. Kind of like, all right, let's go to the gym, you know, to work. You know, people go in the gym to work out. 
Like that that's my version. That's Yeah. So I was the same. When I started jujitsu, I had no idea about like belts and and people like really wanting to get their blue belt and really wanting to do all this like I didn't have that Mm -hmm. um so I feel like there's some freedom in not having that Mm -hmm. do you feel like it helps keep it fun yes yes because I because when you those are goals right like I want to get my blue belt I want to get my purple belt like those are milestone goals um but for me I don't think like that I think like every step like what's next What's mm-hmm. next? Because I feel like once you have like those big goals, because that's gonna be what every two years, at least, and you know at least like every two generally, years, yeah. generally, and speaking. it's like that's a very long time to yearn for something, and I feel like that's when you kind of when you when you have that long, like trajectory of like oh I want to get my blue belt like I'm gonna work towards that's a long two years, mm-hmm. it's like you know that's hard. And having, I think, midterm goals is important Mm -hmm. because when people don't reach that, um, their blue belt immediately, Mm -hmm. then they lose interest. Exactly. Because, and even the stripes don't really keep them going, I don't think. I I think people that come in and say like, oh, I'm going to get my blue belt, like that's the thing I'm going to do. I don't think the stripes really keep them super motivated. Mm -hmm. I think that they really just look forward to just getting the blue belt. Mm -hmm. And then once they get their blue belt, then they like quit is kind of like the the whole thing but I feel like in your case it's gonna be kind of hard for you to quit because you kind of manage the gym so (laughs) it's like you're always there for jujitsu but I feel like um, a lot of people just quit after blue because it starts to get even harder but I feel like your personality is gonna help you a lot in staying the course of not wanting to quit and speaking Mm -hmm. of people quitting why do you think that people quit jujitsu well, I think there are many reasons. <clears throat> you know, some people, it's financial. Um, I think that might be a big one. Some people, it's injuries. And then some people, it's time. Um, it's Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an investment. It's an investment in money. It's an investment in your health. You know, it's an investment of time. And I think a lot of people just don't have that. And that's okay. Um, no, I think that's really what I think. I don't think it's like I don't want to do this anymore. I think it's like I think everybody who does jujitsu, when they come in and they go on the mats, they act mats. They actually want to do jujitsu, like that's their intention. Mm-hmm. But they just, it's a lot of investment. It is a big investment. I feel like people talk about the jujitsu lifestyle. Like you hear that all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because it is. It is a lifestyle, right? If you don't live it, it's it can be very hard to just mm-hmm. be a a hobbyist and coming in just like once a week is hard mm-hmm. trying to get better because people are coming in like three and four days a week because they love it so much and then those people are getting so much better and then you're getting smashed and I think that I think that a lot of people quit for all the reasons that you said but I also think that people don't like mm-hmm. getting their ego crushed Mm-hmm. coming in and like literally their bodies getting crushed mm-hmm. on like a regular basis I think that that can be really hard you know I've been thinking a lot about this as I've come back from having the baby mm-hmm. and like yesterday I was doing jujitsu with Mallory we we're doing back control stuff and I was like man if this was my first day back to jujitsu like if this was my first day of jujitsu and I had never done jujitsu I would think that this is the hardest thing that I have ever done in my life because I was just like really feeling it in my body mm-hmm. which is interesting because I remember starting jujitsu and actually hating it and not wanting to and the only reason I kept doing it is because it was a college class mm. and I had to finish it to finish credits I actually almost wasn't going to finish it I actually was going to quit thought about quitting um, I missed all the classes I could possibly miss but then I was like well I actually have to finish this credit <laughs> Um, and so then I started going again and then because I'm a stubborn person, Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, this actually isn't so bad. Maybe I should get good at this thing because it's really hard and I kind of hate it. Um, which does not make any sense. No. But there's, that's just what keeps me going Mm -hmm. is I'm so stubborn. I won't quit. So when I, (laughs) when I went to jujitsu last night and it was, it was quite rough, I was just thinking, you know, 
I can't quit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't quit this now. Like, I have invested so much mm-hmm. in time. Like, why would I quit? Even though it's the hardest thing I've ever done every day right now, going mm-hmm. to jujitsu, it feels like the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, giving birth was hard, mm-hmm. but going to jujitsu every night is like way harder, mm-hmm. like right now, which is <laughs> saying a lot in a way. But postpartum jujitsu is not the same as like, 150 pound been lifting for the last three years jujitsu me mm-hmm. and it like I want to quit sometimes like every day right now <laughs> but you don't but I don't but I don't and part of it is because it's fun mm-hmm. and because I love all the people mm-hmm. and I think that um, one of the things that is really important about jujitsu is that new person coming in and connecting with them mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something that I really love to do and you get the chance to connect with new people mm-hmm. all the time um, what do you love about that new person that comes in to try jiu-jitsu um, what do I love about that new person that yeah comes in? like what's interesting about those people to you the fact that they came in you know like having them come in and say hey or even ask about it it's like wow that's cool you want to do something and especially in this town you know like jujitsu is not common like we're not exactly mainstream you would say no no like this town is football you know wrestling like the tradition traditional and jujitsu is not um and it it just like oh wow like you're you're a cool, interesting person. Like, I feel like every person who comes in is cool and interesting and not the norm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, jiu-jitsu kind of brings in the, the weirdos, I would say. <laughs> yeah. We're all kind of weirdos, and I'm, like, super into that. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I also want to hear, like, what do you think are the best parts about managing the gym, but what are also the worst parts of managing the gym? Mm, okay, the best, I think, is just really seeing like growing the the business I mean I think it's so fun like seeing from when we started last year where we started the month um and every time we do those bi-monthly reports we're like oh okay this is cool like we're getting new people oh man we did we lost one person or oh we got two new people though like just seeing just seeing those changes I think that for me is really great um the worst parts about managing the gym, I think, is, um, hmm, trying to think, separating, separating the customer service aspect. Mm. That I think I struggle with sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Especially also like I imagine my I think the worst part is like trying to track people down. You're trying to track people down to like that showed up, they have invoices, <laughs> and, it, and then you gotta yeah. go find them. Or, and then you roll with them. Yeah, and then you roll with them and like have to do that. That part I think is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I do a pretty good job at not like it bothering me too much. It's just that's probably if I had to find the worst thing is that separating out mm-hmm. that piece where you have to be the customer service like gym mm-hmm. manager person and like but also like you want to enjoy your jujitsu people like that part is really really hard so i want to know what is something that you hope to accomplish in the future with jujitsu um to accomplish in the future yeah <laughs> i guess like a future goal a future goal i never really thought of that um maybe just being being the person that you, Jen, and Mallory were for me. Who were we for you? Just kind of like like a role model, I would say. And I think that was that would be a great accomplishment. Like if I were to be that person, like, oh yeah, I stuck with it because Erica told me to, or or like, <laughs> or like <laughs> oh, I learned this thing because Erica taught me this. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Some, that's I think would be a really good accomplishment for me. That would be fantastic, and I'm sure there's already people out there that do think that. By the way, <laughs> so um, you're getting there. What do you think is the single most important piece of advice that you've had about jujitsu? 
Like my advice to someone? No, like what the advice that had been given to you. Like someone gave you advice about jujitsu oh. where you were like, oh, hell yeah. Like that's helpful. Hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe when you, you told me to stop being so nice. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did tell you to stop being so nice. Because <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. I think especially, um, like, I don't want to do too much sometimes. And I think that it's hard to not do too much. Yeah, I think there's a really fine line. And I remember telling you that, and it was partially because I just, like, I know you have such potential and sometimes, like, there's always that time and place to be kind mm -hmm. to, like, newer people, maybe, or, um, you know, you're, you're working with somebody who's a much different size than you are, but you're, like, a really small person, so it, like, doesn't really apply to you as much. Mm -hmm. That's more normally, like, with, like, Farmer John, who's, like, 250 pounds, like, right. needs to, like, work better with someone else, like... It was like a hundred pounds, but, um, but I know that you have like this fierceness about you where I was just like, I, I have to say something like, especially cause you were thinking about competing at the time as yeah. well. And so I, I feel like if you're going to be a competitor, mm -hmm. like you've got to like turn it up. And so, yeah, I remember saying that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then I'm going to turn it up. <laughs> and you turned it up. You did. And I was really proud of you. Yeah. I was super proud. What do you what do you think is the single most important thing that you would tell someone who is considering starting jujitsu? Hmm. Don't be sensitive, <laughs> honestly, and don't compare. I think um, I was just really really thinking about this like really hard um, the other day about like if I were so jujitsu is one of those things right like you can never like. My, so in my therapist sessions, she asked me, like, what, how did you feel uh, when you got your blue belt? And I was like, oh, I felt really good. She's like, yeah, it's a sense of validation, right? I'm like, yeah. And then I thought about that, that word validation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we should, like, in jujitsu, I feel like it's hard to find validation, right? It's hard to be like, oh, I won this round, so I'm getting better. Or, oh, I lost this round, so I'm getting, I, I suck. It's like really hard to find that because maybe that round, you know, you won because you're going with someone who's much older than you and weighs much less than you and doesn't have the skills. So it's like, did you really win? Or if you lost, it's like, okay, well, that person was much bigger than you and had, you know, had 10 years more experience than you. It's like, but did you really lose? You know, so I think having that, um, that mindset of like, hey, just compare yourself, not by your opponent, but by who you were yesterday or by who you were last month. That is the best validation because you can't compare yourself to your opponent, especially at our gym. Like, be, like no. you know, like the other female blue belt, we're not, like we are comparable, but not really. No. Not, not in size. No. You know, so it's like, hmm, not, it's hard. I mm -hmm. think in the competitions you can, but even at that, you know, which it's is just, why there's divisions for age mm -hmm, and all exactly. that kind of stuff and size. And, yeah. and those are the places where you can get the best comparison, yeah. I think. And even then it's hard because when you go to a local tournament, I mean, there's only so many people mm -hmm. and, you know, you would end up in a division with someone who maybe like trains super hard competition team five right. days a week. And like, that's not how you train. Yeah. And like, even if you wanted to, I don't know if your family life would even allow you to like do that because you also have so many things that you do outside of it. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know that that's necessarily like your goal. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so if you wanted to be a competitor where you're like, oh, I just want to try it out. It's really hard to make that comparison mm -hmm. versus like when I, like sometimes when I go to compete and I start to get ready for a competition, I make it my life. And then I know that that person that I'm going up against, I know how they live. And I know what they're doing at their gym, so I know how hard I have to go to make myself a comparison to those mm -hmm. people. And sometimes that's because I've been going against these people forever, but sometimes uh, it's I don't know the people, and mm -hmm. so I don't really know 
where do I stand where in terms stand? of that? So that's a really, I think, great piece of advice to compare yourself to yourself and not to like all the people around you. Mm-hmm. So those are those are all like the questions that I had for you today. But one other thing I wanted to talk about was your business. <laughs> because I'm really proud of you for starting your own business. So tell me about your business and what what it is and what you do. Um, so, okay. And, and uh, what it's called. <laughs> it's same. So basically it started off, you know, here. Um, I was like, okay, I don't, cause I, you, I was working full time and doing the gym and I was like, I don't want to work this job. I want to do the gym or like things like that. So I quit my full time job and then I uh, was like, all right, now I need to do something. <laughs> um, and so I started this business, it's called a uh, Virgova LLC and it's a virtual assistant. Basically you come in and you help other businesses with their business really. Um, and you, and so right now we've, we've managed to, me and Jen, we've managed to get a bunch of clients to the point where we're pretty much almost fully booked, like, and it's really amazing. And we work with so many people, you know, we've had a client in Sweden, we've had, we have a client in New York, and then now we have one in LA and it's just, and it's all these different businesses, you know, from... Uh, we have a marketing agency. We have a a, a book author. Um, we have um, a personal trainer, and then we have like a, a sportswear clothing like business. So there's a bunch of a bunch of different businesses that we work with, and it's really really cool to come in there and say, okay, well, what do we need to get you from whatever your goal is? And every business operates differently. Right. Every business's goal is so different. Right. Um, so that's really what it is. So like, what exactly do we do? It's kind of hard to to pinpoint that because we do different projects for each different business. Each right. Business. But if you yeah, if we had to say like this is what you do, it's like an administrative, mm-hmm. partially an administrative service is kind of what you're giving. And then on the other side, I know that like Jen. Jen she is dealing a lot with social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of have this conglomeration of, I can help you get all your administrative shit together. I can also help you get your social media shit together. I feel like that's what your business is almost, is yeah. like, it's a get your shit together business. And like you <laughs> do that for people. And you can tailor it to who they are, what mm-hmm. do they need. And it's cool. So then you get to meet all different kinds mm-hmm. of people and get to go into all these different kinds of, um, what are they called? I want to say a genre of mm-hmm. business, but that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what it is, but like different segments of mm-hmm. businesses or whatever it is. So you get to explore yeah. different, oh, it's an industry. That's what I'm trying to come <laughs> up with. You get to explore different industries. Yeah. Is any one of them like your favorite thing that like you've been able to get into? Um, no, no, I think all of them are really cool. Um, and they're also they're also different mm-hmm. um, and then I think with each like a lot of them are at very different points in life like okay one of them they just started you know another one they've been in it for five years so it's like really cool to see um, and then I feel like with with this um, with this exposure we're able to help them even more like oh okay so um, I know that this particular thing didn't do well let's do this. So it's kind of nice. like a strategy or strategic kind of business deal too. So we're kind of consulting as well, wow. which is pretty, pretty cool. So that's something that we're looking into in the future is like adding consulting to our, to our things. And then we're thinking of possibly doing, um, like we're uh, doing like a, like a, re- we are your remote team. Like if you're, um, like you just started your business, what do you need? Oh, you need to market your business. You need admin. Then you need sales. Maybe you need legal. Maybe you need, um, you know, finance or something like that. So, mm-hmm. like a one stop shop. Yeah. That's where you're working <laughs> towards. That's amazing. Yeah, and so, for people who are like looking for people like you to help them, how can they get a hold of you? Um, they can go to our website, which is www.vergova.com, or our Instagram, which is 
at hellovergova or email, which is info at vergova.com. Amazing, easy. <laughs> um, and I'll put all that up so that people can get a hold of you if they want because honestly, having you with the gym has completely changed our life. Um, our social media and all the work that you have done there has like been incredible. The way like that you manage the gym has been incredible. I don't know how we would survive without you, especially when I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to go into labor and then we're just going to be gone. So please, hopefully the gym will run. And like, I already knew that it would, but it was like, I knew that everything was going to be fine. I think that I still like worried about it just because that's yeah, what I do. Of course. But what I loved was I didn't really have to. I just knew that things were going to be totally fine. <laughs> and that's because of all of the work that you put into it. And so I would say like 12 out of 10 recommend for people <laughs> who are looking for like that admin mm-hmm. social media services to get a hold of mm-hmm. you um, to do all those things. So is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Um, I would like to leave it with just have fun. Roll, do your best, and don't quit. Hell yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first, friends. Don't quit. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Erica. This is a fantastic podcast opportunity (laughs) for me. Um, We appreciate you so much. And... I'm sure when you get your purple belt someday, we're going to have to have this conversation again. Okay, thank you. Thanks.